Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Jamie, Melinda and Jake. How's it going? I meet you. Yeah, good, yeah. Sounds, yeah. Everton 3, Bournemouth nil. Another victory for us to talk about. Another easy victory for us to talk about. Uh, what is this feeling of Everton winning games of football, especially Goodison Park? It's been a long time. Um, yeah, Melinda, I'll come to you first. I know you were at the game. You sat in the... Uh, you broke your Gladys, lower Gladys Street cherry yesterday. You were sat in the singing section. How was that for you? Um, yeah, just talk us through your day. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. You know what? Um, surrounded by just absolutely sound people. It was a really good experience. Um, I brought my flatmate with me as well. So she had a, a really good experience. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. What a great spot to be when you're winning. I suspect it's probably not the friendliest one we're losing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was brilliant. It was boss just to be right in the, what felt like kind of like the heart of Goodison Park, British, actually. Yeah. It was it was, it was was phenomenal. So yeah, it was brilliant. Um, right from the gates, the energy, um, you know, I feel like we, it, it was where it needed to be. Uh, great to rock at Goodison, sunny day. It was a gorgeous day yesterday as well. So, you know, the crowd was up for it. We were there for it. The, the, the lads were up for it. Um, just overall, you know, I'll know we'll come to, you know, the actual match of it. But uh, yeah, it was it was a fantastic day, fantastic day, brilliant result. Always nice to get uh, wins at home, which we have not felt that feeling in a long time. So it felt like the life was uh, sort of breathed. Is it breathed a word? <laughs> the life was breathed back into we Goodison. Just it make it like... Your life was breathed <laughs> sure. back into us, yeah. <laughs> breathed. There you go. That's yeah. what, you know, I was saying on the last pod when it was uh, just me and Jamie, dream team. As always, yeah, it's the B team today. Sorry, sorry, everyone's the B team. Sorry, <laughs> Jake. No. You know, we'll we'll just have yeah. our own little chats with each other. Let the team We're team get the, on with uh, it. Don't worry about it. Just the castaways, are we? Yeah. But, but no, it was as I was saying to Jamie. It felt like the the soul and the life was was right back in there. So yeah, no better place to be at three p.m. yesterday than Goodison Park. It was brilliant. Yeah, was it the most exciting part of the day? Half time though, so you could actually sit down because your legs must have been. Nobody's prepared for that part of the ground. You're just like, why is nobody sitting down? Why why are we all standing <laughs> up constantly? To, so. Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever sat well, first time I'd ever been there, you stood. know, and that and that and stood there. Um, but no, just because it was it was such it was so great to finally see the to, to see us playing like that. Like it, it was it was a great game of football to watch. So I didn't really mind it. The time just passed, you know. So um, but halftime actually I did go down and I got oh god a carling I know I know and a massive hot dog uh, that was a massive hot dog but it was delicious was so, it cooked this it time? actually it was cooked <laughs> yeah I remember we had a dodgy one last time didn't we yeah, um, but no it was uh, so I actually didn't sit at all like literally queued up got my 
pint and I got my hot dog and then right back to standing uh, there. So yeah, it was good. It was great. Yeah, well, we'll move on to the rest of the B team in a minute, but just uh, <laughs> one last thing. Um, your mate Tiffany, is she a fully fledged Evertonian now or is she still sort of just going with the flow at the moment? Uh, no, I do. Well, I mean, she's she's just moved to Manchester, hasn't she? So she's kind of yeah. like, ooh, do I support City? I'm like, ooh, support Everton. Wouldn't be mad if you supported City, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would get it. Um, but uh, no, I think she's, she's quite invested now, especially after those scenes yesterday. I think... Uh, think we've got her lads so <laughs> yeah the more the merrier anyway we, we could use all the help we could get but Jamie uh, that was a welcome tonic that yesterday wasn't it we needed that badly I mean I think it's the first time Everton have scored more than one or more than two since Crystal Palace last October when we beat them 3-0 so it was a much needed win that wasn't it I don't think any other result would have been acceptable yesterday would it no, no, we we uh, we we needed it, and we needed the convincing performance as well. Um, don't get me wrong, they took one nil. It was just about getting sort of over the line yesterday, getting the three points into the international break. But no, it was good. You know, obviously scoring three goals our own, keeping a clean sheet that we haven't done for a while as well. I think that's always a positive. Um, gives it breeds life into defenders, uh, and Jordan Pickford yeah. as well. So that's the name. That's think... the name of the part. Breed in. <laughs> breathed <laughs> we're making it a word <laughs> no but it's it's a massive result it just honestly I don't think it can be sort of over exaggerated how big it is because we lose that yesterday and it just puts us into another level of oh shit sorry for swearing but it does you're going from Bournemouth and Luton and come away with nothing is is bad especially at home you, you can't lose them games at home you just can't yeah, stop swearing, it's out of fucking order. Uh, Jake, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Paul um... Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but Jake, um, I mean, it's, it's all what ifs and stuff yesterday, but you must have been watching that game yesterday thinking if we, if we don't win here, Sean Dice has got to go. So basically just talk us through your feelings at the end of the game. It's It's took a lot of pressure off, hasn't it? Yeah, I think if... Uh... Anything other than a result yesterday what probably would have been the end for Sean Dyche. I think that was his sort of last chance saloon. And I, I mean, fair play to him. He stepped up. He uh, he did what he needed to do to win the game. Win the game, I thought, pretty convincingly, pretty safely. He, uh, especially like, I mean, we'll get onto it in a minute, but there was questions obviously about the team when he dropped Onana. Mm-hmm. For but James, he played James Garner in the middle where we've been crying, crying out for him to play. And I think at the end of the at the end of that, Sean Dyche will have breathed a big sigh of relief. Is that weird again? Breathe, is, hey, is at the breathe toffees. Breathe is is actually the right the right say. By the way, I think you're the only one who used it properly. There, the dream team have, have absolutely messed yeah. balls that one up. So one nil to me and you so far. One nil to me and you so far for the B team. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh, behave. I did, didn't I? Uh, I? Not. Let's just say that you never just saw. I, I, oh, I, yeah, I didn't. How dare <laughs> you say that about Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but to, talking about the team selection, Jake, I'll stick with you then. Just seeing as you brought it up, um, he sort of stumbled across that yesterday, didn't he? Because it looked like Garner Gay was actually going to start the game, and 
I'm, I'm actually not sure what's happened. I don't know if anybody knows mm. what's happened. Is he broke down in the warm-up or he felt sick or something? I don't know. But Onana had to start and he's obviously, as I say, he stumbled across it. So what did you make of that then? What did you make of the initial team news? Sorry, where you, where you seen Onana sitting on the bench? It was one of them. It was like, ah, what's like, what's going on here? Like, why can he afford to drop Onan? And he, like, he's just the he's the extra pair of legs that Ganagay maybe hasn't got anymore. Some people might say. I mean, obviously, we all know Ganagay is probably the best in the team at breaking up breaking up attacks, but he needs someone like Onan next to him who can run. And then obviously, I think I was watching. It's on a streaming service here called Fubo. I was watching, it and all of a sudden, the the, the lineup came up, and it was like. Onana was in and Ghana Gay wasn't. It was like, what's going on here? Like, and then it, I looked on Twitter and it was like, I don't know what happened in the warm up. He just pulled up with something in the warm up. And then, so obviously, Onana came in and to me, it looked like he was playing with a point to prove, trying to prove to, to Dice that he was actually undroppable. And I thought, I thought Onana was fantastic yesterday. He's used it. He put, he actually, he put those long giant spaghetti legs of his to, uh, to full effect. I thought he broke up play. He, Broke up play really well. He was obviously involved in the the uh, the third goal for Decore, but the pass to I think it was was it to McNeil to play through. Yeah. I can't quite remember. Uh, but yeah, I thought Deitch obviously not the game plan he went for. As you say, he stumbled across it, and I think sometimes if you can't be good, be lucky. Sean Deitch got very lucky yesterday with a fantastic performance from. A guy who who he dropped apparently because he was late. So we don't like don't know what's going on there, but I think uh yeah, I think Sean Dyche actually stumped I can't say he necessarily got it all right because obviously Onana wasn't in there from the start, but he was proven right by putting Onana in. Yeah, sometimes you just you can as I say, stumble across something and it it can work out for the best. Like you said, just a bit of stroke of luck and you no, know, none of us want the Drisagana gate to be injured, do we so but Obviously, he's had a little bit of a problem. Onanis came in and had a really good game next to James Garner. But, Jamie, what did you make of the actual lineup when you seen Harrison starting? He saw, it looked attacking, didn't it? It looked like a, like a yeah, more of an attacking lineup. Sorry, I know you said on yeah. the last pod that you know you, you wanted to play with the two wingers. I think you put Dan Juber in, but it was McNeil and Harrison. So, what did you make of that to start the team? New, sorry. Yeah, no, but well, when I seen Nanana was on the bench, it was. I knew there must have been something to it. Obviously, I don't think he just drops an honor for dropping him. See, because he's been playing quite well in the last few games. So when I seen it was he was late, he's like, okay, then yeah. Well, if that's his reason, that's his reason. Um, then obviously it comes through that addressing guy can't play. But I don't know. I heard this as well. Uh, he stumbled on it, but has he? Because he played them two against Aston Villa, and it worked. He, he, he wasn't playing on honor, mate. Oh no! But what I mean is, it's been there before. It's not like. This has never happened. Oh, yeah, so he has, he's done it before, yeah. Again. Yeah, he has done it before and and it's worked. So it's not like he's he doesn't trust Anana to come in and play with James Garner. So but I thought it, I thought Harrison was brilliant. I thought right McNeil, it's something that we've been asking for, isn't it? Two direct wingers that'll sort of run at people, get in behind, sort of be able to let Anana, which we we've all said many times, make them sort of through the midfield passes. You know, split the defender and the fullback because you've got a Harrison or a McNeil to run on, actually run onto it this time. So no, he got it right. The front three got right. It's just which I was proven wrong, but I wasn't sure about dropping Dan Juma completely. 
had a play Dan Jumi yesterday, but I was wrong. Yeah, Melinda, when you got the team news through at two o'clock, like the rest of us, and um, there's a little bit of a chat in our group, in our group to me about uh, what he dropped on Anna for. What was your initial thoughts when you seen the team news? I was about, it was that I was like, mm, about, and same with Patterson. I do think yeah. maybe Patterson should have started. I do not think Ashley Young had the best first half necessarily. I think he was better in the second personally, but, um, you know, he was having a couple of goes there at uh, the second half, but I don't know. I think, you know, it worked, it worked. Um, but when I did see, I did turn around to the lap behind me when, um, you know, the game was about to kick off and I was like, did he just say I'm a duo Nana? He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, Genegay picked up a knock in, uh, in you know, pre-match. And I was like, okay, well, in a way it kind of worked out, <laughs> I think. But um, I was a bit like, really, Deitch? Like, really? But then I did find out after the fact that um, it was due because he was late. It wasn't like a disciplinary kind of thing, which is like, okay, like, fair enough. Like, like rules are rules. That's, that's what you want to do. But um, I think all the events yesterday kind of worked out the way it was supposed to. And um I really don't think he can change that midfield now. I think that's the way I think it has to be. Onana, Decorey, and Garner. I, I don't know. I just think that's the way that he has to keep things moving forward. So hopefully he's not late again, but <laughs> I think he's undroppable. Yeah. Jamie, you want to come in there? Yeah, no, I was just going to ask you, mate, what you thought, because I know, obviously, you're a sort of massive fan of Adrissa Gay, and to see him starting over Onana, were you not really that bothered, or... Were you more of a? It's um, the, both the same type of player. Would you? Are you? Are you bothered that Anna was dropped? And no, because sorry, when I was listening to your podcast last week, um, I was and you was doing your teams and that. I I had a disagree out the team. I had um, right. Ga- I had Ghana and Onana in the midfield, and I had Dan Juma, um, Harrison and McNeil all playing. Mm-hmm. I, I went for similar to you. So yeah, I was a bit like, what's he dropped him for? In my mind, it was just like maybe it's bit too cautious um but maybe that's because maybe my feelings towards sean dyke which you know i won't really go into today because oh you best mate sean a, yeah he's got to get a lot of credit for yesterday credit where it's due and you give criticism where it's due as well but no initially for the uh the initial team sheet i i put in the group chat didn't he say i think i said is you messing so yeah but uh, i just thought it was a bit overcut i just thought we needed to win and as much as I like Adrissaganaga, I don't think he's the player you put on the pitch if you're going all out attack, is he? Let's be honest. No. I think mm-hmm. Anana can link up the defence and the midfield and the midfield and the attack. So, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a bit of a strange one, but it all worked out for the best in this. So, uh, what do I know, basically? Um, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to, I just want to tie on something like Jamie when you were talking there as well before about Anana. I think it was you, but I feel like now you're right. Like, I know everyone's going to be like, oh, it's because you think he's fit. No, like Jack Harrison, I think has completely changed the game yesterday. Yeah. He was, he was a massive, massive impact. And I think finally, Onana's finally got these players around him that, that are actually kind of matching up to his level. So I think James Garner definitely has to stay in that midfield. And I think McNeil and Harrison on those, like that, that's the team I think moving forward. Like, I think finally, if we keep seeing performances like we saw yesterday, I'm not gonna jinx it, but you know, you know, you all know what I'm thinking. But I think that's a very, very solid balance moving forward. It's very balanced. balanced. Very. That's the that's the correct word, Jamie. Actually, it's perfect. It's very, very balanced. Yeah, I'd agree with you because the likes of Dwight McNeil and Jack Harrison, as well as being very useful with the ball, which they are, they will also work so hard for the team and get back and out the fullbacks and 
in a Sean Dyche type setup, that's actually perfect. And so someone like Dan Jim is going to have to work really hard to try and get game time at Everton now, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, like Dwight McNeil's like, a, what do you call him? A, what, my, what does my dad say? A blue arse fly? Yeah. Just like around that pitch. Like he's just, yeah. I'm so he he looked so much better yesterday as well. Do you not think? I think he's finally getting back to pre-injury. Dwight yeah, McNeil. there's a there's a, um, there's, there's a man who sits next to me in the match who just just is having none of Dwight McNeil. I think he's really? just got this, like this sort of vendetta against him. Like he's just having none <laughs> of him. It's just every time he gets the ball, he loses. He goes shit him, shit him. I think Aww. it's just one of them. Sometimes you just take it. You have a player, don't you? You just don't like. I just don't get it. I just turn. I just turn away and just don't say anything anymore. But do like yeah. Dwight McNeil. Sorry, Jakey. You want to say something? Yeah, just just uh just to tie on there. Just I think yesterday. I think if Garnagay does end up playing, I don't think we necessarily score that first goal because I don't think Garner would be that far up the pitch because I think obviously Interesting Gate is more drops back a lot more. So obviously he'd be going back to receive the ball. Uh, so I just I just want just want to say I think uh, as he says stumbled. I think the fact Onana came in made us a lot more attacking, just by sheer coincidence, because Onana's got that ability to pass the ball, whereas we all know Ganagay couldn't pass the salt across the table. Yeah, I think it also if it was if it was Garner Gay racing in on goal yesterday, like James Garner was, I think everyone takes cover in the park end. <laughs> it's it's, it's going <laughs> to knock them out as well. And so, yeah, but oh, just talking about, yeah. Bless him. I love him <laughs> to death. I love him as well. Listen, he's probably, I've said it before, he's probably, him and Calvert Luna are probably the Everton players I look at who actually feel some sort of something for. Do you get what I mean? Like big yeah. time. So, I but, love him, but he just cannot shoot like jesus wept he just cannot finish it's just yeah. so sad because i love him but yeah yeah rough. definitely killing pigeons with a shot with his, his shooting ability isn't he rough. rough but talking about that james garnagall you just brought it up there i've always mentioned it i'm not the only one who mentions it by the way i'm not breaking any new ground but the importance of a new of a good start especially at home a quick start sorry i mean we get a goal in the first 10 minutes and then the goodison crowds behind us then and I don't know if you felt it in the ground, Melinda, when we got that first goal. It was the 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 relief I got was like, oh, finally, we're actually in the lead in a game at home. We can actually relax a little bit here now. Did you did you find that? And what 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 do you think the importance of a of a good start gives to Everton at home as well? Yeah, I know. I completely agree with you. Like, it's definitely no secret that when we go down, Goodison does go a bit flat. You know, it's especially because I just think so. In the last couple of pods as well we're just really really tired I think as a fan base of just losing we're really tired of it. it so definitely getting that early goal getting the lead the lads kept on pushing the crowd just got right behind them it was the everything was just matching up yesterday everything was just clicking and um yeah it, it's really important like I you know it I hate to say you know, when we do go down, we have had those few occasions where we were able to come back up. Like, you know, Palace is a perfect example of that. We were down 2-0 and we came back 3-2. But but it doesn't happen very often, does it? You know, so I just think it's, as much as it's difficult, we do have to try and still keep that energy going if we do go 1-0, you know, 1-0 or 2-0 down the first half. But, you know, we've been through a lot as a fan base and I can get the frustrations and I understand why sometimes it is the way it is at Goodison. Um but no, getting that early goal, getting the early lead, and the energy just kept kept going throughout the whole the whole match. It was, uh, yeah, it's very very important. I think. 
Yeah, Jamie did the pressing for that goal. I know a lot of people will point to it and say, well, the Bournemouth player slipped over and he's made the mistake, but he, he was forced into making it. Obviously, his heads fell off at that moment in time. <laughs> that And we pounced on him, haven't we? And you've got Garner who's running in on goal and he's got Calvert-Lewin one side to Corey the next side. It, it was excellent pressing, wasn't it? And that's not something that you 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 see from an Everton team at the moment is is pressing higher up the pitch. So that's something that James Garner's probably added to this team, isn't it? Along with Decore, who's just running around, who's just ratting around constantly all game. Just so and yeah. Calvert Lewin, the three of them, I mean, the three of them are good at that, aren't they? After pressing the opposition. Yeah, it it's um. Now a lot of people people might point to the slip, but I, I I don't know many times I've watched opposition. Players slip over, stand up, and still got the ball. That's what I mean, yeah. Um, and carry a ten yard. So, no, it's really good pressing. I think Harrison brings it as well. And with the 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 Aston Villa game, he was sort of pinning Villa in the into their own half, making them go long, make, forcing the error from Olsen and stuff like that. So I think Garner in that midfield does allow that press to happen. He sort of started, if you will, and and gets in behind Carvalho. Lewin. the lad looked like he didn't have a pass, which is. Really good sort of from us that he hasn't got a pass and he doesn't. He's obviously been told by his manager not to go long, so we've forced a slip. People might go, "Well, can you force a slip?" You can because, as you just said, his head fell off. He's lost control of his feet. Yeah, and I think it was a fantastic finish, you know. Because as you said before, people panic, but he didn't. He just let the goalkeeper make his slight little movement and just bent it, and put it on the other side of him. But yeah, it's got to be after that finish, by the way. Who? I uh, I woke up and checked my phone, seen a couple of lads saying, "Well, you know, it it wasn't the right option, and the keeper should have saved it." I'm like, "Come on, lads, we just won. Come on, just have a day off. Please, please have a day off. It's just, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Just there's no pleasing you. I think that song is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just crazy, isn't it? But uh, we'll stick to James Garner then, um, Jake, because. You know, this is a lad in, you know, I'll hold my hands up and I've gone, I think he might be a right-back now. You might see him playing right-back more and more, or a right-wing-back, and I was completely wrong there. So, But this lad is a genuinely, he's a midfielder, and he's centre midfielder. You can just see it's his natural habitat. And he, he pulled the strings along with Onana, didn't he, all the way through the game. And that was a cracking goal, fully deserved. And got a player on our hands there, haven't we? I think so, anyway. There's a reason Man United fans were upset when we, we signed him permanently and not on loan. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason there's a buyback clause in his in his contract, isn't there? Like Man United don't just let players go away like that. I think he's the uh, we've been crying out for a player like him for Christ knows how long. Probably probably since Barkley left, like OG Barkley, like Martinez Barkley. I thought yesterday he, he ran the midfield and he wasn't having it. Even personally, wasn't having it that we were going to do anything but win yesterday. I don't think he stopped running all game. I think he was there. He was he was a nuisance. He was always up in former players' face. He can actually take a corner. Uh, he can actually take a free kick, which we something we haven't had in a long, long time. Uh, he's got just got vision. I think he can play any sort of pass, and I think him and Onana sort of complement each other as like he's the the small like little mosquito whizzing in and out and. Uh, Onana's the fly swatters coming to anyone who's like that for the opposite opposition just takes them out. But yeah, I think Garner is brilliant. I think he's been, I think he's probably been Everton's best player this season, considering all things considered. I think being, I think we all thought he, put, he had a 
that he played was it the under twenty one tournament he played right back for England. It's yeah. a really good tournament, and we all thought, oh, maybe he is, maybe he's Everton's next right back. But he just thrives in the middle of the park, doesn't he? He's just he can just do so much, and he's he's calm with the ball at his feet. Something again we haven't had for years. Normally, Everton players in the middle of the park get the ball, they panic, they're just looking straight away for the pass. He gets the ball at his feet, controls it, drops the shoulder, looks up, and pings the ball. Just in a team like Everton, I think that's what we need. Yeah, ball carrying midfielder. I mean, it's nice to see an Everton player who doesn't see the ball like it's in a fucking atomic bomb waiting to explode. So it's actually <laughs> nice to have, a, to have a player who actually wants to carry the ball, but Jamie wants to come in there. Yeah, I'm going to do what everyone probably doesn't want me to do, but I'm just going to do a little bit of a negativity. Not negativity, but it's just something I've been thinking about and it's something that took a bit of frustration from yesterday because that Luton game still sort of plays on my mind. And I just think... The criticism that people have sort of gone, well, Dice, Dice, Dice has got the right manager and stuff. And I know we will get on to Dice and Paul, I messaged you today a bit of news about him, didn't I? But, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, playing him on the right wing, you can clearly see he's a central midfielder. We can all see it. So when we get played on the right wing and we don't press, we don't create chances like we were yesterday, we weren't making mistakes, it's him. He's the reason we're not doing it. So why is he playing on the right wing? You know, it just that I think that's the fr- the only thing that was frustrating me yesterday. That was like we could have beat them if he'd have just gone into midfield. We'd have probably beat Luton because that's how important he is in there. And I think that's probably credit to James Garner that him changing positions completely changes the way we play. Yeah, Melinda, James Garner. Um, oh my God, Garner. He, yeah, he's got to stay in the midfield now, hasn't he? I mean. Jamie's just touching it there. Sean Dyche has played him, you know, obviously it was needs most last season. He played him right back because he didn't have a right back against Bournemouth, funnily enough. He, he was brilliant on the last day of the season. He's filled in at right wing back. Um, I think yesterday is the proof that he's got to play centre midfield, hasn't he? Yeah. As you always say, Paul, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> but yeah. no, seriously, I was saying this on the last pod as well when it was just me and Jamie, <clears throat> Dream Team. <clears throat> yeah, no I'm not getting involved. involved. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but no, like I was saying this, I said he needs to, he needs to be in that midfield. Like it, he's absolutely proved yesterday that's where I need to be, and I'm going to take this team forward. Like I, I know I, I don't want to be like we have one win. I'm like totally on the middle spectrum now, but like I do see a lot of potential in him and a lot of passion. For him, you know, in him as well. Yeah, so you definitely make a good point about James Garner. I think I was saying on the last pod as well. Um, he needs to stay in that midfield. Like I think he's just pr- proved right then and there. You know that that's what needs to happen. Um, I just hope Deitch now, like, starts to see why that this is the way it needs to be. Because mm-hmm. um, ultimately, he's the one who who picks who goes where. Um, so he he needs to start. You know seeing these performances for what they are and, and starting to play players at positions that, you know, they, they at their strengths, what I'm trying to get at, I think. So yeah, please yeah. keep him there. Don't move him for me. Now he's, he's undroppable. Like absolutely. It, it just, he, he needs to be on that uh, in that starting 11 for me now. Cause he is just completely changing the game for, for Everton. So very creative. He's he's very uh, creative on the ball as well. I like, like to see that. We have not seen that in a long, long, long time. Uh, so it's quite refreshing. So, yeah. Big fan. Yeah, I think it's um, him and Onana complement each other, don't you? I think very much so. Com- I think yeah. combined, they're about as old as I am. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, 
120, 122. Yeah. You've got to remember that that's a very so young, young. That. It's, it's a very young midfield in it. So I think they complement each other very, very well. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a great point, Paul. Like they're they're still so young, and we're already seeing these great qualities, you know, and these sort of great plays from from these lads. And you just have to think they need to be in an environment where they're still being encouraged. You know, they need to be played in 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 roles that are going to encourage them to continue to succeed because that these are the really important years where they're going to develop and they're going to continue to grow. So that is yeah. also up to Deitch. So get it right, Deitch. I'm sorry, like I'm. So not fully convinced. You got to get yeah. it right. We'll come on to that. We've, we've uh, I've got a section <laughs> planned for that one. Somebody Ooh, we that. love a section planned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll come on to that. Uh, Jamie, do you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to ask you something, mate. To be honest, because I know um, we've been talking about well, on James Garner, but I just want to touch on another player that sort of you know James Garner and and Garner playing together. Do you think that allows the core to play the way he played yesterday, where it's, he's very high up? to Calvert-Lewin because I don't know I think when Adrissa Gay plays the Corey feels like he's got to drop and get the ball off Anana sort of bypass Adrissa Gay where he knows now he can go well that kid will give me it that kid will bring the ball forward I don't have to do it do you think them two playing together will now gives the, the Corey that little bit of freedom to stay well you know what stay up there with him yeah I think to Corey again we, we used to force stumbles across a, on a position for himself and that is sort of like the shadow striker the support striker to Calvert Lewin. I mean, he doesn't stop running. I mean, I know when we all do our lineups and stuff, and I, I'm guilty of it. I know a few of us have done it. We always drop him, don't we? Yeah. We always drop to Corey. Uh, we just do. And I don't think it's because we don't like him. It's just a case of we just we want to see someone else in the team. But you see him yesterday, he just runs and runs and runs. He runs himself into the ground, and he's just a nuisance all game. But yeah, to answer to your question, yeah, I think it gives him a lot of freedom to be able to play closer to Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. Because he knows that the James Garner will look after the ball better than it's just a Garner guy. Yeah. yeah. And Onana's more comfortable with Garner as well, isn't he? So, yeah. yes, Melinda? As well, like, to be fair, I mean, I'm I'm a culprit for it. I think because Decore is just one of those, like, oh, yeah, you know, he's there, he does his job. I I just forget sometimes because he's just he's just there doing what he needs to do. So sometimes when I am doing my starting 11, I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't put Decore in that, you know. Yeah. But I mean, we are not we don't get many goals, <laughs> but, but he's up there, you know, he's gotten some very important goals for us. And I think he's on that score sheet more often than not. So I think I have to remember that that he is a very, very important part of that that midfield. And yeah, I don't uh, Decore. I don't I don't feel like I don't appreciate him as much as I really should, but he's 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 important to us. I also I think, think we're all guilty of that though. though, you know. Yeah. I I think there's a reason that you you've just been saying there about we're not putting them in our lineups and stuff like that. When we're doing it, it's probably because we've come off from a game that we haven't played like we've just played against Bournemouth. We've played against yeah. like we're like we were passive against Arsenal, we were passive against Luton. So you're trying to sort of take them out the team because the last game you watched he didn't do anything because we That's went fair. we went yeah. set up in that way. So when he play when we play like we played yesterday, it's like, oh he's undroppable. But then yeah. if we go and play like that against Luton or Arsenal, you know, what, what did he do? So I think he, from week to week, you've got to sort of take the core. I think he's our leading goal scorer now in the Premier actually. So yeah. I think he is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got eight goals and 20 starts for Deitch or something, mm-hmm. which is like a, nearly a one and two almost yeah. if, 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of them. Abdullah Harley. Am I any good at maths there? Yeah, nearly one or two. So, <laughs> yeah, so, but no, he's a, he is an important player. So, if my dad was saying that to me yesterday, he, was, he, he picked the Corey out as his man of the match. My yeah. dad yesterday, and we'll come on to man of the matches later because I reckon we'll all have a different answer as well. But he's, I think he's we a, will as well. He's a very, very important player for Everton to Corey. He makes his tick, yeah. and I think he said last week as well, Sean Dyche is the best manager he's ever had. So, you know, I, I don't think I would agree with that one, but listen, he, he plays under him and he's working with him every day, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. say he's wrong. So, obviously, he's, he's elevated his game to a new level, so that's all we want to see in it. Yeah. We'll come on back on to player performances later. I've got a few I want to talk about, but just want to talk about that second goal, that Jack Harrison goal. I mean, I think it shocked the whole stadium. It was just like, it was like a controlled side foot volley, wasn't it? I mean, their yeah. keeper's an absolute disgrace, by the way. But we're not really bothered about that. But it was a cracking finish, wasn't it? Jacob was here. Uh, he's got that in his locker, hasn't he? He's got a wand of a left foot. Like, oh, unbelievable goal! I, uh, I was leaving to go out. I was getting ready. I was just putting my shoes on as we, uh, as he hit it, and I saw it at the bar and go in, and I screamed. I got shouted at by my bed because it was like we had those people sleeping, and she's like, "Can I get, can I get shot? Shut up!" So, but, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a, a magic, magic goal from a. I think a pretty special player, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, there's, I don't think there's many players, especially in in our team, that would have the technique to do that. Like normally, say even Ashley Young or someone else in the midfield, maybe like a Ghana Gay or someone who's normally in that kind of position because he's holding back. That's gone over the bar. It's not. It's gone over the bat. It's gone wide. I just think to be able to place it like he did with the side of his foot on the volley, with a uh, pretty pretty much inch perfect. Because I think the only way to get that goal was to put it in off the bar over a crowded penalty box. Was just chef's kiss, superb. Yeah, great goal, Melinda. It was a. Uh, I seen your video on Instagram, and you were asking. Was it Jack Harrison? And you know what? It was the same reaction I had because I turned to me dad and I went, who scored that? I I, I was confused about because he just came out of nowhere, didn't it? That goal. But it was a cracking goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was... Um, I think that's one of the one of the best... It's been a while since we've had a goal like that at Goodison, isn't it? Like, you know, that, that was... Our goal, yeah. Our goal, <laughs> period. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, it was a phenomenal... It was just crafted beautifully like it was just it was a, a fantastic goal fantastic finish he jake you just said it a very very special player he was worth the wait like i know when we assigned him and he was injured everyone's like oh wham moanings we love a moan don't we um but um he was definitely worth the wait 100 percent um i i think he as well for me now he's he's like he's he's in that starting lineup for me he's just shown so much potential these last couple of matches and um god he's a cracking player not bad to look at either (laughs) not bad to look at but uh no he's uh oh my god just i kept re-watching it over and over and over again and i just thought you know that's a beautiful goal that beautiful cracking goal but jamie something's just popped in me i don't know i'm gonna ask you have ever touched lucky with him being injured all summer and i mean that way is in if he would have yeah, been fit and he, he's had his pick of, he would have had his pick of clubs, wouldn't he? At the beginning yeah. of the summer. And Everton have probably took a punt on him and gone, well, listen, you're out for six, seven weeks. We'll, we'll take you. We're willing to wait for you. Do so you think that's something maybe Everton have touched lucky on there? I think so, mate. We don't, I think we can't forget that he was actually in Villa's training ground and 
they've turned him away because of his medical. So, and Everton have showed faith in him and gone, no, lad, get yourself fit and get yourself in the team. Um, which is again probably good management by Sean Dyche and 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 the coaching staff to be able to see something that they know in two, three, four weeks that it's going to be massive for the team. It's going to change the team, but. No, I think we have such lucky, but it's about time. I've got to be honest, it's about time we yeah. had a little bit of luck like that. Even his goal, you know, he, it's a fantastic goal to take nothing away from him, but he probably knows he, he does that five, six, seven times and someone's fishing it out of Stanley Park's pond. But yeah. sometimes you just need that ball, and especially the position that we're in, to hit the underside of the bar and go in. I'm sick of them hitting the bar and going over, or the keeper makes a worldy save. It just... We needed that with the bar and went in, and it went in, and it, it was just pure class the way he hit it. You could tell, even he was a little bit shocked as he, as he done it. He was sort of like looking like, wow, that's actually gone in. It was a controlled side for Wally. Wasn't oh, it? yeah, he meant it. Yeah, Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm no, not saying I mean, that. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah, they can go anywhere, then, mate. Yeah, they can go like... anywhere, and I think he's yeah. hit it and gone, wow, that's actually gone in. And not that he's taken it, like he's gone, I didn't mean to do that. I think he's meant to do it, but you know, you know yourself, you hit, some, you hit a ball sometimes, and you think, well, oh, I didn't expect it to go exactly where I wanted it to. It's hit yeah. the perfect part of his foot as well, and it like I think even a couple of inches up or down on his foot, that's going nowhere. It's mm. just hit the instep perfectly, right in stride, and it's just that's allowed it to to go to dip. And as as you said, Jay, any other day that could hit the, that could hit the bar and bounce out. I could hit the bar and the goalie the goalie gathers it, but he, yesterday it went in his went in his favour, and he. It went in off the underside of the bar. I was. He deserved it, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you got onto it yesterday, but a couple of t- our um, first, well, the f- the second and third goal. Sorry, because of all this VAR stuff that's been going on during the week, I was celebrating like a day. People going on, we just will get count, this will get cancelled this goal. I mean, it gets disallowed. Sorry, and I was like, oh no. And I hope that's not how the game of football is going because I did stand there for like ten seconds going, oh. Shit, what's going on? I was looking around the linesman and the and the referee. I don't know, I don't know whether you got them vibes from where you were sitting in the ground, but definitely was by me. Like, I did, I did, yeah, yeah. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's gonna sound really stupid because obviously a goal. But even James Garner's first goal, I didn't initially celebrate. I thought, yeah, they'll find some cosmical weird way to make this not a goal. And it's so sad because. It literally is just taking the fun out of celebrating goals. Now, we've said this multiple times on this podcast, but it's a very real thing. Very real mood, thing. It's and a it, massive mood hoover, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like, I literally stood there, and I was like, mm, not convinced. And Tiff was kind of looking at me like, they just scored. Why are you not, like, buzzing? And I was like, just wait. They'll they ever find a way. shit out of this. Just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's um, definitely after that second one as well. There was a bit of hesitation, I think. But um yeah, no, it's the way the game's the ass gone out the game a little bit, but here we are. The AR. Yeah. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Varsical. Anyway, yeah, I just want to move on to just quickly. The, I just want to talk about the def- defense and specifically at the hard way for the scouts to say that, by the way, specifically. Um, Mikalenko at left back. Statistically, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mikalenko <laughs> at left back, now another player who I've been critical of, but since he's come back in the team, he's he's playing well, isn't he? I don't know what but... anyone wants wants to take that one off. He's playing really well, isn't he? Body was sound yesterday. Body was sound, yeah. The funny thing is, is like I don't, I don't, I actually didn't really like 
notice him not in a bad way but he was just doing what he needed to do he was just, he was just doing his job so i was like sound yeah no absolutely agree with you jake no fault for me yesterday i think the last couple of times he's been been brilliant i thought as well he linked up really well with uh with dwight mcneil he, he gave mcneil like the overlapping run and was always cutting inside and there was always an option there for dwight mcneil if mcneil couldn't get the ball across he could bring it back and michaelenko was there to free up mcneil to run and then he was he was tireless getting back if anything did come down that left hand side he was it was almost like Michalenko said, like, not on my watch, not getting past me today. Yeah. I think, especially, we, we all criticised him a little bit last week for the, the second looting goal because it seemed like he was marking thin air. And obviously, the, uh, the, 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 for, the, for their second goal, the striker was, was free. And he's probably sure that'd be Michalenko's man. But even even that was a blip on the radar of the way he's been performing the last, the last few weeks, I think. He looks, he almost looks like a player who's had, uh, like the weight of the world lifted off his shoulders. Like it looks like he's playing with a bit more freedom and a bit more sort of. I think, especially with him having like Brantwaite next to him, it's almost like, well, if I get caught out, Brantwaite's there to mop up. And he's, he seems a bit more confident playing with Brantwaite than he does with, say, Michael Keane. Yeah. Melinda, was that something that you were about to say? I was. You took the words <laughs> off my mouth, Jake. I was like, it's confidence. I think that's exactly the right word for it is he's got more confidence. I think the fact that he's got, I think even for James Tarkovsky, the fact that they've got Branthwaite there now, and he's an absolute unit, by the way. Like, I still cannot believe Every time I see that man in the flesh, I'm like, you're massive. He's just huge. Um, but I think it's given both of them confidence now you know um i think he offers a lot more than people realize um uh, jerry Brentway. but um yeah no definitely i think michelenko is so much more confident and it's really showing because now he's much more like laid back not in a bad way but because he knows that he can do what he needs to do yeah if that makes sense yeah it's it's a case as well if, if, the, if you keep playing the same back four that's why i can understand that he's He's playing Ashley Young as a right back, and he wants to keep the same back four, so they're all used to playing with each other as long as well as Jordan Pickford, so he can all get used to how they play. Do you get what I mean? There was a couple of moments yesterday, not to be negative, but it wouldn't be a Paddock Blues podcast without a little bit mm-hmm. of negativity from me, was it? There was a couple of they had a couple of set pieces, and we did lose the man at the back post again yesterday. Yeah, I did, I did see that. Yeah, it, it, that's fair. It's it, it, it almost it's like they watched the tape, and they yeah. just that's where they that's where we're vulnerable. Yeah, that back I mean, post. They, they, they kept crying for that in, in the in where I was sitting. They're like back post, back post, and I'm yeah. like, you know, lads, like, yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. That's a, that's a fair enough shout. Yeah, but yeah, uh, just the last player I want to talk about from yesterday, and you know, I think I've, it's fair that I've given him his own bullet point on the points because we've supported and we, we've already said we support we supported Dominic Calvert Lewin, and I think we've all had our doubts about whether this lad would be able to get back playing for that. Just playing a game of football, never mind to his best. But for me, yesterday, it was just a complete centre forwards performance. Apart from the goal, that was the only thing that was yeah. messing. Messing. That was the only thing that was missing yesterday. You're messing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're messing, aren't you? I thought. Uh, <laughs> I just thought he was fantastic. His hold up plays, little flicks and touches, just a little touch of class about him. The lad looks happy. He looks fit, healthy. Uh, it's good to see, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Jamie. Just talk to yeah. us about Calvert Lewin. It's um, I just thought yesterday. I mean, I know I have a soft spot for him anyway, but I was thinking, I was saying, he's just he, he he was head and shoulders the best player on the pitch for me. Like, yeah, he, well, he is, isn't he? You know, we we 
I don't think we can come away from that. I think we, we've got to remember that before he got injured and this in, these injuries started, he was brilliant. He was in the England team. He was touted to be one of the like the next best strikers and link with Arsenal and all that. And that doesn't go away. That's not anything to do with his injuries. That's in his brain. So once he gets fit, it, it will sort of it's already all there still for him. He just needs to put it onto the floor. And he is. He's just absolutely a centre-forward. He's an Everton centre-forward. You know, yeah, he wants his goal and we all want him to score, but he he also makes sure that he'll do everything for the team, which we need. We need that We need that centre, that focal point to use all the ball up. This is going to sound a bit stupid, this, and people might come for me here, but it reminds me a little bit of a Harry Kane. Just the way... He gets his body and he'll fall to the floor. He'll bring us up 10 yards. Like a real centre-forward sort of play, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, no, think no, he... I can definitely see what, what you, you mean. It's a, I think he doesn't get a lot of credit for how good he, is, he actually is with the ball, Calvert-Lewin. I think he's sort of being pigeonholed as a he's a six-yard box striker and he just finishes it. But his, his all-round play yesterday for me, I, it, and I've said it for a long time. I, I got a touch of class about him for me. Like, yeah, he has. Yeah, he's a world class. He, I was going to say world class, like him, but he's he's um he's got the potential to be. He genuinely yeah. has. Like, you know, the lad that went even when Bethel come on yesterday, he looked a little bit gutted to be coming off because he wanted his goal. Calvin Lewin with that fire in your belly to get that goal is a very dangerous Donovan Calvin Lewin for any opponent. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, just I think yesterday. The uh, Calvert Lewin showed to me anyway all the attributes. As Jamie said, he's a proper Everton striker. He he did all the things yesterday that we used to we used to praise Big Dunk for. Yelled the ball up. He made he occupied defenders. He was a nuisance. He was everywhere. He was just. I think one of the best things about that happened was obviously we were all gutted when he got that facial injury. I think that was the best thing that happened to him because it gave him those extra couple of weeks, not only to obviously to fix his face. But for for his muscles to recover and get back to even the uh, the level he need he needs them he needs his muscles and his body to be at in order to do what Everton fans need him to do and I think scoring three straight games has just given the uh, the the world of confidence. We said that with Michalenko, we say it about Calvert Lewin, he's playing with confidence. Uh, and and as Jamie said, fire in his belly, and that's something we can all uh, we can all hang our hat on. But I just want to say, are we having it out on the podcast now? Is it to who's the president of the Dominic Calvert-Lewin fan club? Is it Paul it's no or question. Is it Linda? It's no question. Well, she can be the president if she wants, but I'm the chairman. So, Oh, like <laughs> like Chairman Bill. Love that yeah. for you. Yeah, you can go ahead. Take that all day, mate. Yeah, you know what? I didn't, really think, I didn't really think that one through. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I know I think it is fair to say, though, Melinda, and, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up our asses. And I said that in the last one, without risk of repeating ourselves is we have always stuck by him we've always seen the potential and he's the player we've been crying out for it's no coincidence that Everton have, have really struggled because we've had no number nine and our number nine is Dominic Calvert-Lewin and he proved yesterday and he's proved in the last few weeks what a difference he makes to this team isn't it unbelievable yeah I say <clears throat> message from the president of the Dominic, Dominic Calvert-Lewin fan club um, I'm not speaking you're speaking exactly <laughs> <laughs> but no absolutely we've always had this lads back um and that's so you know 
on that pod, me and Jamie did as well. I did, you know, read out that statement that that Dominic Calvert-Lewin said, and he absolutely put it right. Uh, the only thing, as everyone on this pod has already said, the only thing that was missing from his performance was a goal. And I really wish, you know, I wanted him to get one so bad. Um, but otherwise, absolutely top performance. Um, I just, it's so nice to see him again playing football the way that he wants to play. You know what I mean? Like he's strong, he's powerful. Um, and yeah, when he looks, he, looks unbidden, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He just looks so much more free and just loving playing again. You know, I feel like when he has him rushed back in the past, he's just looked like, oh, I should not be here. I'm going to make myself even sicker, you know, like, and, you know, we don't want that for him. So, yeah, you know, I think it's been a long, long time without him. Um, But as I said before with with Harrison, same with Calvert-Lewin, it was a long time without him and we missed him desperately. Um, Not having that number nine in the team, um, not having him specifically, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he is such a force, I think, when he's on that pitch and he's leading leading these lads so yeah it was really difficult without him but um you know we can't look back got to keep looking forward and um yeah it was wonderful to see him having a absolutely just complete performance yesterday minus a goal but um no he's very very important to this team and um just hope and pray that he continues to have a positive season yeah well melinda i'll stick with you because you are the president of the dominic calvert-lewin fan club love that for me you know we we have been critical of sean deitch we'll openly admit it won't we we've been very critical of sean deitch but you remember last, season, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> remember last season against Arsenal when we won 1-0, Calvert-Lewin walked off and we didn't see him for months, did we? And we were like, what's going on? Where is he? And yeah. I, we were all saying, maybe Sean Dyche, the penny's finally dropped with the manager of Everton and he's finally looking after this kid. And he's basically not rushing him back and getting him 100% fit. And you've got to give Sean Dyche a lot of credit. Even me, he, he's handled this lad perfectly, hasn't he? 100%, yeah. You know, even these details of looking at his mattress and looking at his car, like, you know, that is, like, that's, that shows to me that Deitch really did see a player there, you know, and didn't just write him off and go, excuse, excuse, excuse. But um, no, he really took the time and the effort, the energy to make sure when he came back, he he was he was properly back. So I know Evertonians, it was really frustrating to not have him there, um, but it, it's completely paid off. And yeah, big respect to Sean Dyche. Absolutely. You know, I I just want to, <laughs> I don't hate the man. I don't hate the man. No, no. I just, you want I, to just like so, him. I really, really want to love him. I want to love yeah, him. Yeah. Be, you know, I want him to be like many managers we've had before that we just absolutely worship. I want that to be him. I want it to work, but he's really going to have to start just, making some better decisions with with those lineups because I mean yesterday was you know was fantastic but we have a very long season to go so um not fully fully back on the train yet I'm I've got one foot on the platform one foot on the train so we'll see how it goes but yeah no in that aspect absolutely massive massive uh props to Deitch because now we're seeing our number nine flourish the way that he absolutely should be yeah, Jake, I mean, it's something, you know, we we were all frustrated last season when we think thinking, just get him in the team, get him in the team. But it was clear that that was the thing that he just kept breaking down, didn't he? I mean, I think the lad was probably lying. He probably saying, are you fit to play? And he's probably saying yes, and he wasn't. He was 50, 60, 70% fit, and he just kept breaking down. So you've got to give the manager a lot of credit here, haven't you, for not listening to the player, basically, and listening to all the medical advice. And and he, he's been proved right. I mean, touch words, touch everything that, for a little bit of luck, but it looks like he's finally got the Dominic Carvalhoon back that Carlo Ancelotti had, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, 
fully fit Dominic Calvert-Lewin's the the best the best thing for Everton, and obviously it's the best thing for Deitch. And as we've all said, if if anything is going to save Deitch's job, it's going to be a fully fit Dominic Calvert-Lewin because he's a he's a fully fledged match winner. He'll uh, but as Melinda said, it's it finally looks like a manager's took the players' health more into into a factor rather than just the needs of the team, rather than the needs of... They've looked at the needs of the player rather than the needs of the team. And as you said, we, we've all been guilty of it. It's all like, oh, especially during the relegation battles and stuff last season, it's like, just got to get him in the team. He's just got to be there. A, a 30% fit Dominic Calvert-Lewin is better than no Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But now I think we're fully reaping the rewards of Sean Dyche doing his due diligence and just being like, listen, we'll be all right without him. We've got to get him to a position where he can be the best player he can be for Everton. And then we push on from there when he's fully fit. And isn't now, isn't Calvert-Lewin only something like 15 or 20 goals away from Lukaku's record for Everton in the Premier League? Yes. Yeah. Underrated. He's gonna, he, like, there's a very good chance that that kid is going to be Everton's all-time leading goal scorer in the Premier League. And I think Sean Dyche does have a lot to do with that. Because I think if he'd have took the approach of some other managers, I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin might not even be playing football anymore because his body was just going to break down on him. And I yeah. think credit, as you as you said yourself, Paul, credit where credit where credit's due. That's on Deitch. That's on Deitch and Deitch and his team as a whole have took Calvert-Lewin's needs into consideration more than the needs of the team and then the wants of the fans. And I think that's finally paying dividends. Yeah. Jamie, I'll just let you have the final say on Calvert-Lewin. I mean, as I say, we were all crying out for him last season and we were all guilty of, you know, where is he? Why aren't he playing them? Something's wrong. He's probably going to have to retire. He can't play football no more. And I think a lot of fans were guilty of just targeting this lad because of the way he's a good-looking kid, isn't he? And he thought he'd be adult at interest and stuff like that. And it was just a case of trying to get him fit, isn't he? And... I think he's he's shown that a fully fit Calvert Lewin confidence and he wants to play for Everton this kid and he makes all the difference to us. Just take it away and Calvert Lewin he's he's a, he's a, he's special for us, isn't he? And he's so important to us as well, isn't he? Yeah. Even like before all the season starts, even like you know, you speak you, you hear these pundits, don't like most of us listen to them, but you hear them and they're talking about Everton and they go, Well, if they can keep Calvert Lewin fit, I think they'll be all right and but we never do. You know, so it's about he's that important that he had the people are talking about us either getting relegated or being all right, whether he's fit or not. That's massive. You know, to, to sort of anger us on a player like that is huge. But I think Beto coming in also has helped. You know, this Neil Mopai come in last year and he was meant to sort of do that role of let Calvin Lewin get fit and sort of he takes the lead, he takes the reins, but he didn't. He didn't, and unfortunately for Neil Mopai, it just didn't work with him. Now, Beto's come in, same mould as what Dyches want, so he's gone, well, actually, you know what, lad, I don't have to change the way I play. You you just go and get yourself fit, and when you're fit, you can come straight back in. And he has. You know, you've got to give Calvin Lewin that bit of credit as well. We've signed a lad there for, I think it was 25 million quid, and Calvin Lewin's been that sort of bit between your teeth. Oh, yeah, they've signed another striker here, and I need to get back into this team. He has, he scored... Three and three, and he just made himself completely undroppable. Now, Beto must be sat there thinking, I didn't think I'd be sat here on the bench. Thought I'd be playing. 
So that's yeah. that's what you've got to think about Calvin Lewin as well. He's he's had this twenty five million pound signing come in that we've all screamed for all summer, and he's gone. No, you're not taking my place, mate. Don't care who you think you are. I'm done with Calvin Lewin. I'm going straight in this team. I'm their number nine. You you, you know you'll have to try and take my place, which for me literally can only be wonderful, wonderful things for that team. Before we come on to Sean Dyche, I I just like to get your man in a match out. Uh, I'll go first because I just want to go first. Right. It is Calvert Lewin for me. Unbelievable yesterday for me. Like, um, James, yeah. who's your man? Uh, James Garner for me. Just ran yeah. the show from midfield, didn't he? It was everywhere. It was just the player we've all been crying out for for years. Yeah, Melinda. For me, it's actually Jack Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle. Yeah. Oh, Jamie. Ed the There you go. See, we're all different. Oh, that, that, I that's, like that's that. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. That that mentioned when you know everybody's had a really good game. So yeah, yeah. I think they're all legitimate man of the match shouts. I think James Garner got the official one. So. Yeah. But no, um, it's good to see him. We need more victories like that. Long may it continue. But right, let's talk about the manager then. All right, what's ready? going on? What's going on, guys? What's this thing? What's this segment? I'm very curious to know what the news is. The gossip. Oh, it's, I got a me- I got a message. I got a message today from a uh, young Jamie there saying, um, "I've changed my mind on Sean Dyche." Um, if you want to elaborate on that, Jamie, go ahead. You might as well start us off. Go for it. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I was angry the last few games, and rightly so, and, you know, I had every right to be. Arsenal was lacklustre, so was Luton, but I just want to sort of touch on the things I've been thinking about, and, yeah, I've said it before about him playing James Garner on the right, and Jack Harrison in, in not coming in and stuff like that. He's been waiting for this team, and I think that's why I'm sort of turning back with John Dice. He's been waiting for this team. He's been waiting for Jack Harrison to be fit. So we can go on to the right. He's been waiting for James Garner to be able to go into midfield. Uh, waiting for a fully fledged Donovan Calvin Lewin to come in. Now it's down to him to stick with this team. If he doesn't, that's on him. But if he does, and this is the team that he's wanted from day one, then I think we've sort of got to go. Well, yeah, you know what? It's working. I just think. Listen, I'm not saying oh let's give him a five year contract and build him a statue next to Dixie Dean, but I'm thinking. I'll give him a four-year one. Throw him I'll give him a four-year one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not con- like fully convinced, oh, yeah, he's the man to take us into European football. But I just think right now, this season, the way he's getting these players playing in certain games and finding the certain things about Jack Harrison, don't forget, he actually came out yesterday and said Jack Harrison was feeling a little bit of something as well. And he was a bit wary whether he wanted them to play. And it was only because Jack Harrison said, no, I actually want to play. He played them. Um, I just think right now, last week, yesterday's team, if that's the team he's been waiting for, then that's the team I'm going to give him time on. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Listen, I, don't, I think you were worried about saying that to me. It's not something that you really need to be worried about. That's that's the world of football, isn't it? It's, it can all change in an instant. Of so. course, mate. If he, by the way, yeah. if he loses the next three up on him, gone. But I'm just... <laughs> no, no, just... And just that's all that's all me thinking was last night. You know, you, yeah. sat, you sat there and you're thinking... Hang on a minute, and it's like a little light bulb goes off in your head, and you think maybe it's not as bad as it seems. Yeah, that light bulb like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, it was Lauren turning the lights on actually, but um, yeah, that's all it was. It was just basically, I think, 
if that's your teammates and that's what you've been waiting for and you stick with that and we can get performances like that, then credit to you. Yeah, Melinda, um, have you still got, has he still got a lot of convincing for you to fully get back on board the Sean Dyche train? Yes. I'll be honest, he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm still not quite fully there. Yesterday I was made up with that, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, as Jamie kind of just said there, we need we need to see this consistently. You know, I'm not asking for wins every single game. I'm not saying that, but we we do need to start seeing consistencies. You know, with the squad, um, with the with the lineups, um, even the like even the players' performance on the pitch as well. Like we need to start seeing a bit more consistency <laughs> in, in performances. So, um, we'll have to just see. I think how the next few games go. Um, but uh, like if we start seeing Michael Keane brought back into this lineup, starting to see James Garner pulled right back, and you know, so yeah. there's yeah, I, I think I need to I need to see a little bit more from him. I'm not saying Dijkstra. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I don't even think deep down. Well, maybe I was saying it a little bit last couple of weeks, but <laughs> but no, I you know I'm not saying that. I just I need I need a bit more, and I don't think that's out completely out the question. But Jamie, hearing your perspective as well, I kind of do see now maybe why things were the way they were uh but now everyone's fit we we should start to see things you know the way that we did yesterday so yeah i think i need a little bit more time but i'm hanging on one foot's on the yeah. platform one foot's on the train so yeah. we'll see it's not the end of the day it's um it's we, we say it all the time it's a results business and if you're getting the right results then you know, we we'll have no complaints, will we? That's all, that's all we want. Winning games of football makes us all happy, doesn't it? Let's be honest. So yeah, I think as well. Let's... Sorry, just before. You... It seems like I've sort of done a complete U-turn here, but I I'm still sort of I'm still very 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 angry at the Luton performance, and that was on him. Yeah, and I'm not getting thinking. Oh, we we beat Bournemouth three 0 Let's go and we're going to win the Premier League. It's, it was just. That that's all my thought was that yeah, process no. of like I don't think you you don't really honestly you're not in the wrong for saying what you it's it's football mate it's uh, all you want you just want us to win and you're seeing good signs that you no know, and you're all right they probably like that's the results we probably should have got against the likes of Fulham and Wolves and stuff but they got, it just didn't go on the back of it the net no. and we'd be sitting here on fifteen eighteen points Champions League you know what I mean <laughs> sounds really stupid but it's true though isn't it we won't yeah, we'd totally. actually be in contention for it but. You know, as I always say, if my uh, auntie had something else, she'd be my uncle. But, um, Jake? If my grandmother had wheels, she'd been a bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Classic. That, that, that was a very diplomatic way, way of saying <laughs> I was going to say something very dirty. But, uh, Jake? Just the, the, the last... Thoughts last... On I'm, I'm very much in the same cause as Melinda. It was like, I think yesterday he kind of... Maybe as we said before, did get a little bit lucky. Sort of stumbled into that that sort of team with the Ghana the Ghana gay injury. Uh but you take what you take what you can get. And obviously, yesterday was a was a fantastic team performance, and it was the the green shoot to growth were there. And I think, as Jamie said, I do think he has been waiting for this for this uh this team for a while. And I think this is this is Sean Dyche's team, and I think it's more sort of the way. He does actually want to play football. Is the way we played yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but he needs consistency, and I think he needs to sort of a couple more results strung together, and I think we'll all be back 
very much on the Sean Dyche train because let's not forget, he's got a very, very big opportunity in his next game to win over a lot of Everton fans. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go to, to there and turn them over, but if he goes there and we put in a good good performance and maybe we get a draw, I think he wins a lot of favour with a lot of Everton fans because there's been a lot of managers over the, the last few years who've gone to that place and just folded. And I think Sean Dyche has the opportunity to stand up and be counted and sort of, as I say, win favour with a lot of Everton fans with a the performance there in a couple of weeks. But I think I think the international break might kill a little bit of his momentum, as it always seems to do for Everton. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, just a few little things. Uh, do you want my thoughts on Sean Dyche? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, um, me personally, and I'm saying this to like be different from everybody else. I'd sack him right now. Me personally, like, still don't like him. I'm not having none yeah. of him. Me personally, like, I'm sorry, I'm absolutely made up with yesterday. Honestly, winning games of football makes me very, very happy, and that's all I want. But yeah. I don't think you could handpick a better set of fixtures than that. And we've got seven points out of it. Not good enough for me personally. Um, I know he's not getting sacked. So I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to get on board, and I am gonna get on board. But it gets a whole lot heavier now that fixture list after this international break. Um, yeah. No. Um. If if someone come to me now and said, "Would you sack him or not?" and you give me, I have to make the shirt. I'd sack him instantly. I'd sack him right now, personally. That's just my thoughts. Um. I'm sorry if it goes against everybody else, and I'm sorry if it's too negative. But I just I don't like the manager. I have to be honest with you. I don't. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to apologize for that, Paul. Like, I yeah. think that's a very, very valid, you know, when you do look at, like, you're right. If you really do look at those fiction, you think we got seven points out of that. Jesus, what? Like, we are screwed. You know, like, those are points. Those are games where you should be picking up points. Like, should be easy points. And it is mitigating circumstances because, you know, it is people like to say, you know, we have missed a lot of chances. We've had chances to win games and we've had players missing. And I take all that on board, but. At the end of the day, all that matters is results. You get yeah. judged on your results, and he hasn't got enough good ones for me. Um, no. So, Jordy's still out massively for me. I wanted to turn it around. If he does well, it means Everton do well. It makes us all happy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm willing to give him a chance. But if you were to put me on the spot right now and say, what do you want? I don't want Sean Dice as Everton manager. I just don't like. But, uh, yeah. just moving to moving on before we finish up, uh, Triple Seven came out yesterday, and we'll probably go into it in a podcast this week at length. But did anybody get a chance to read their statement yesterday? Their message yeah. to the fans. Melinda, will come to you first. Then, what, what did you make of it? Did uh, do you think it was just lip service towards the fans, or do you think they actually do have a plan going forward? I know the, the buzzword was they don't have a magic wand. We've heard all that before, so I think it's quite refreshing to come in. They're not going to try and bullshit us and say we've got hundreds and hundreds of millions for you to spend on new players. It's sort of like a, we're going to steady the ship and yeah. just make it into a, a profitable business. That's the way I read it anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, first of all, I was like, communication? I was like, what? This is refreshing. We never yeah. get communication. Wow, the respect for the fans. Already out the gate, I think they're doing the right thing. Um, that's how I saw it as well, Paul, to be honest with you. It was just it was just nice to 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 have a message from them to be honest, um, whether people are going to take that as like, oh, you know, it's BS or whatnot. But I don't know. I, I respected it. I respected the message. I thought it was really nice to receive that communication. And um, yeah, I think we're, I mean, personally, I'm on same page as them. Absolutely. Just want to bring this, you know, continue to just be a profitable and 
you know, succeed really. So yeah, yeah fingers crossed, but no, it was, it was nice to see that it was quite an in-depth letter as well. Um, honestly, <laughs> the fact that we've gotten communication like that from, from them and look at the pathetic responses we've got from people that are currently in our club right now, is just an absolute yeah. farce, isn't it? So yeah, no, I, I was quite, I was quite impressed with it to be honest. Yeah, Jamie, I've seen a few people yesterday coming out saying, oh, it looks like a, a letter that Chairman Bills wrote for them and told them, you know, it's in his style. Basically, they're, going to, they're telling the fans what they want to do, but they're not going to come out to Ardy and say, we're going to buy Everton and, and run you into the fucking ground. They're not, they're not going to say no. that to us, Ardy. So I don't know what people are, what people want. I mean, people are on Twitter going, if you do your research into them, I can't be bothered doing my research into them. It's hard enough being an Evertonian without me going through loads and loads of information about some company I have. I just really don't have an interest in. I just hope they come in. Stop making it a shit show. Just stop the shit show, basically, and just just be a normal club. That's the way I. That's the way I look at it. Me personally, like, what did you make of it? Yeah, Melinda, you're spot on. It's communication, isn't it? It's something that's you know, it's a bit refreshing to hear, especially before the game. It's usually negativity, like someone's just been put in the chokehold and been chickened. But it it's nice to have an actual bit of something to go. Oh, yeah, you know what they do. Do you want to do all right? We, we've said this many times, not buying a company to see it fail. They're buying a company so they can sell it for profit in 10 years. Like yeah. every other company, person who buys companies. Uh, the, the Bill Kenwright thing, they're all businessmen. They all say the exact same thing. They're all reading from the same template. They're all know how to reach certain people. They're not daft, these men. Um, and the what you're saying there, Paul, research, I've seen that. If you do your research into them, yeah. But if you've done your research into Fahad Mishiri, you'd have realised yeah, that Arsenal didn't want him. So, you, you, you know... He had absolutely no football credentials whatsoever. Yeah. And... He sells steel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but Arsenal didn't want him. And Usman off, they were like, you're getting nowhere near this football club, but we welcomed him with open arms. So, and he, look what he's done. To, what, you've got to let these people have the chance, because really... What choice have we got? What are you yeah. going to do? You're going to so you want Bill Kenwright and Fire Machine to just carry on? Now I know I understand. Listen, we don't want the Saudi Arabian prince to come over and buy Everton. Of course he would, but it's just not realistic. It's not going to happen. So that could be the next step. That could be the next step. Maybe get into that ground and someone goes, "Oh, I'll have a bit of that." But let's just get into the ground. And if they're the stepping stone that we need to take to get into that ground, then I'm all for them. Let them come in. We don't know. We the honestly the honest question is no one in this football club in this world knows what's gonna happen with seven 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 and Everton. Yeah. But Jake, as a fan base, and I'm sure I'm sure there's other all other fan bases are like this as well, because it's something that we're all heavily invested in is our football club. It's a family member, you know, but it's a massive part of who we are. But there's people out there who who are going out and doing research and have decided that these are like the antichrist of all football owners and we shouldn't go anywhere near them. And it's basically the same like when you sign a new player and you go, I don't want him at the club. And then he signed at the club and they're actually a good player. Do you think as a fan base, we need to just give people a chance? That's what I'm asking. You need to give these a chance, don't we? None of us know whether they're going to be any good. They might come in and actually just liquidate us, you know what I mean? But there's, we don't know, do we? We can't. It's like... You can't have a go at someone for something they haven't done yet. Yeah, I think uh, as you said, they could come in and they they could be they could turn us into the next profitable thing. And as Jamie said, to me, it, it seemed that letter seemed very much like they were building two sellers in the future, and they weren't going to be yeah. the final solution for the the worries of Everton Football Club, which are many. Uh, 
but yeah, we 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 don't know the situations at other clubs that they're obviously going to they're, they're not doing well, but that not is not necessarily all all on them. They might come in and make Everton profitable. Uh, and at the end of the day, we've all said it to us. It's 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 our lives. Obviously, we all love Everton and stuff like that. But to them, it's not. To them, it's a business. And unfortunately, these days now, football is a business. So we've got to do what we need to do to be able to move forward in the business of football. So, yeah, we can't paint them as the Antichrist. They could very well be the saviors of every football club. Yeah, yeah. But to yeah. to not the situation we're in and to not do something is madness. We're we're say, we've uh we're circling the drain financially from the very little knowledge I have of football finance, and these are going to come in and steady the ship, and that's what we need right now. Yeah, stability. So we've got that's, to, that, that's we're just going to get into that ground, haven't we? All we ask for is stability. Yeah, and if they can give that to us, then happy days. Yeah. So it's one of them in classic Bill style. Said it before. Uh, watch this space and let's see what these bring to us. But before we go, the Paddock Blues podcast is a year old yesterday. Um, hey. I personally just like to thank all of you for getting on with me. I know it can be a little bit miserable sometimes, but thank you very much for for going through it with me. And you know, we've we've had a lot of defeats to talk about, but thankfully, in the last few weeks, we've had a few victories to talk about so thank you and also I'd just like to thank all the people who listen and support us and send us nice messages and you so just let's just keep it going and if anyone has any suggestions for us we're, we're open to anything really Melinda do you want to come in I know we started a year ago didn't we and we're still here yeah yeah it's pretty incredible isn't it time just time flies like I, I can't believe it um this was mine and Paul's little baby and uh now we've we've grown and we've got some absolutely amazing um you know lads the conversations that we've had on here it, it, it has been tough at times hasn't it but we've really just stuck together I think and um it's been fantastic like you know I just think it's amazing that something like you know football just brings people together it's 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 really nice so yeah everyone who listens thank you so much it's been um really really great to have everyone's support we're going to continue to grow and um if you ever have any questions comments any feedback please we're we're really open to to that and uh welcome to it so yeah thank you yeah jamie yeah thank you jamie it's a no it's something that we've put a lot of time into and uh, we talk about a lot and you've been there since the beginning as well so take it away mate to know you'd like to to thank everyone for the, all the support. I know you run the Instagram account and stuff like that, and you have a good interactions with people who listen to us. So, yeah, just take it away, mate. No, it's it's mad to think that we were a year old. It's you know we've been through some highs and some lows, and we're doing the one. Um, the the highlight of there's loads of laughs and there's loads of crying and me getting the intro wrong in the first one. And yeah. you know, oh my god, that was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> There's just oh, loads God. of things that you can go back on, and you know, I yeah, never. The one where you got before. the one where you got cramp was was funny as well. Yeah, got cramp, and you know, I remember me and you sitting there and being beat by Newcastle four one. Genuinely, oh. just manager to like, what do we do? You know, what what genuinely, <laughs> what do we do? With... Yeah, but it's nice to talk about a win on our birthday. I didn't, you know, it's perfect. It is a perfect little present. But I just wanted to say thank you to you, Melinda, you know, Chi Young, Anthony, for all the yeah, guests everyone, that have yeah. been on. Yeah, that are all the guests that have 
you know, put an hour away from the week and come on and, and jumped on it. Um, yeah, Anthony yeah. and Jake, Jake here, Canadian Jake's on the other side of the world, gets up early, goes to bed late. Andy as well, who's just coming to it this week, uh, this season. He, you know, he, he's flying with it, he loves it, and we love having him. But yeah, it's honestly, this is only just the start. I think I put that on Instagram last last night, and this is genuinely the start of something we like to think is going to be big. Yeah, Jake, um, just normal blues, aren't we? There's no ways of gracious about us. I mean, we haven't got all the financial info. We don't particularly know what we're talking about, really, but we just, it's all from the heart, isn't it? And it's, uh, yeah, we just got to keep it going, haven't we, mate? Yeah, right, that's a, that's exactly what, what it is. It's just, they were just a bunch of people who have got one common denominator, and that's the uh, the bastards we love that are called Everton Football Club. Yeah. And, in the the last few years, there's been a lot more lows than highs, but there's not many people I'd rather be celebrating the highs with and commiserating the lows with. So only up, only up from here for for us and the Blues, hopefully. Yeah, but we'll be we'll be doing uh, live pods next season from the San Siro and the Bernabeu yeah. and the new camp and all that. So yeah, get ready for them ones. But uh, yeah, thank you. And just before we go, Melinda, safe flight home on Wednesday. I know you're going home for a couple of weeks. Um. Yeah, hope you have a great time and uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, thank up you. The, yeah. yeah. So yeah, thanks for getting on with us, everyone, and up the toffees. Up, up the, the toffees. toffees. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.